Backed in a ticket water cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back here on the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket, and we are previewing Big Ten teams as we head toward Big Ten Media Days. I'm really excited about it. We're going to have a host of guys uh, go down there and uh, cover as we usually do. So I'm excited to see what our coverage is there. It's going to be the best. Uh, it usually is. We're usually the last guy. You know, you always like the last guy taking the shot in the gym, just won't go home. That's us. We're the last people at Big Ten Media Days every year. Usually doing this in this show from three to six because nobody else is. But uh, that's why. I mean, we're 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 some of the hardest working people at Big Ten. Got Media that days, right, and we're looking forward to that again. Uh, we're starting our previews with teams that Nebraska won't see this upcoming year, uh, but we'll still learn a lot about. And of course, when we say won't see, we mean besides unless they get to the Big Ten championship game, and and then they might have the bingo. Nit- they might have the Penn State Nittany Lions waiting for them, but it'll take quite a bit of a turnaround for Penn State if that is going to be the case. And, of course, with any discussion that doesn't quite feature the Huskers, we'll wrap it around so it does a little bit. But in any case, Penn State uh, was actually 42-11 and 11 from 2016 to 2019, making head coach James Franklin a very hot commodity, often seen yeah. in the top 10 of uh, coaching rankings. This past year, I've seen rankings have him as low as 5, 5th in the Big Ten. Wow. Still a lot of respect for Coach Franklin and what he's done, but the problem is they're 11-11 and 11 in their last two seasons, and also actually Actually lost six of their final eight games down the stretch last season. If you remember, they were top five, playing top five Iowa, uh, if you could believe it. And, That's right. Uh, uh, eventually, Iowa got the win. Sean Clifford went down. Probably if he didn't, the Hawkeyes might have lost that game. Uh, so I was able to uh, continue their faux top five team season longer. <laughs> no, we're uh, got Penn well. State was not. Bielema ended up even losing, yes, in seven <laughs> overtimes. Uh, by a score of like 18 to 16 or something. Oh, it was awesome. Uh, to uh, Illinois. That was very awesome. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it wasn't very, didn't reflect well on Penn State. Now Penn State's got some changes to make, uh, and uh, they did just that. Their biggest problem, though, is on offense. So we'll get to that in a second. But on defense, they lost their defensive coordinator, longtime defensive coordinator, Brent Pry. To uh, He took a job, you could say a better job, at Virginia Tech. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did. There you go. Lots of faith in him. Uh, so they gave up a call. They thought about it for a second, and then they called up Manny Diaz and brought Manny Diaz back into Good the fold. Lord. I'm glad to see Manny <laughs> Diaz back. I'm sorry. That's just funny to me because <laughs> – Manny Diaz, man, one of the most questionable hires, just for reference, before he took the job at Miami, he had committed to be the head coach at Temple. People right. forget that. And then Miami's like, nah, we're going to poach this guy from Temple, make him our head coach. Well, what Guess what? That do? didn't work out too well. Yeah, but still, if you were the— You're if, Miami, for crying out loud. If you took the Temple job and Miami calls you two weeks later— I'm out the oh, door. Oh, don't Everybody get me wrong. Is. Yeah, this is not a Manny Diaz problem. This is a Miami, what are you doing? Well, for what it's worth, all three years uh, under Manny Diaz at Miami made a bowl game. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Not kidding. I guess there you go. (laughs) 21 and 15. Wow, look at that. 21 and 15. Hey, with Van Dyke and Mario Cristobal, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. Miami might actually be back. back. You might be back. Uh, But Manny Diaz has made many stops along the way. Texas uh, defensive coordinator at one time, Mississippi State, Louisiana Tech, and Miami. Uh, Mississippi State, I think I mentioned that as well. But, um, I mean, he's had a long career. One of the better respected defensive coordinators in the game. And they're going to need it. I mean, they they were a defense – 
that that definitely led the team last year. The offense struggled so much. They were actually only finished the season only giving up 17.3 points per game, wow. uh, which is part of the reason Brent Pry took that Virginia Tech job. Yeah. Uh, they did struggle to make negative plays, sacks, tackles for loss, things like that. Uh, so they hope that Manny Diaz can kind of address that. On offense is where it really gets ugly. Offensive coordinator Mike Yurkich uh, really struggled last season in his second season offensive coordinator. They finished these are their national rankings. This is going to be right. hard to listen to and maybe something that you could relate to for Nebraska's offense two seasons ago. Nationally, they finished 82nd in yards per game, 90th in scoring, 94th in sacks allowed, 96th in red zone offense, Ooh. 106th in tackles for loss allowed, and 118th in rushing. Obviously, much of their problems uh, with all those numbers came from a lack of a running game, pass protection, and an inconsistent Sean Clifford. And Sean Clifford's solid, but any def- any any team that doesn't give you a rushing game or pass protection, you're going to struggle as a quarterback. Um, So that's what they got going there. What they do have on offense is some really good wide receivers. Jahan Dotson, of course, leaves big shoes to fill as he was picked in the first round, Um, but they still have one of the better wide receiver units in the Big Ten. Mitchell Tinsley, the guy to watch for, transfer from Western Kentucky, ranked eighth nationally with 1,402 yards and fifth nationally with 14 touchdowns last season. The Hilltoppers sling it around, though, so keep that in mind with those numbers. Uh, Still good good receiver. Yeah, I'd definitely take him into the fold if you were Nebraska or somebody. Uh, He'll battle sophomore Parker Washington, who finished with 820 yards and four touchdowns last season. They'll make a really good duo. They're not really going to battle, maybe to get, be the team's leading receiver, but Parker Washington also considered to be maybe an NFL wide receiver down the line. So uh, they, they're really good there. Need to shore things up at offensive line in the running game. I've never heard that before. I don't know. <laughs> Does that sound familiar? Maybe like Nebraska struggle? <laughs> Fast protection and running game. Yeah, but it well, wasn't nearly as bad as Penn State, so it could be worse. Those stats, I mean, that Buck, you did warn people that was that was, that was pretty hard. That to was hard to, to listen. That to. was tough. even if you're not a Penn State fan, you're like that Whoa, was that was rough. Especially for that. Penn State, I feel like historically they have a, at least a pretty good rushing game, a running oh, yeah. game. That was kind of what jumped out to me. It's a little bit surprising. Bottom 100. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were almost. Uh, they're, you know, uh, they're basically Purdue last year. They didn't. They don't. They didn't rush. They couldn't rush half the time, so right. they're just slinging the ball around with bad pass protection, which is something I'm worried might happen to Nebraska this year. Yeah. By the way, as I mentioned, Purdue they opened the season at Purdue on Thursday night in Week One. How beautiful! Oh, is nice. That, That's that a is Big nice. Ten is game. that the only Big Ten matchup that I think Thursday? there's another one on Thursday. Uh, yeah, I'd have to double check. I think there's a few Big Ten teams in action. I think there's another conference game, but that's the one that I'm most interested in. Nebraska Rutgers on a Friday. Yeah, that's down the line. <laughs> but I, for the opening week, mark your calendars, folks. I mean, that is a big game. Purdue, Aiden O'Connell, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of expected out of them. West versus East. Uh, Penn State's just kind of in this this nowhere land. I mean, they got to turn the corner. They've lost six of eight, and like I said, there's a lot of changes here. They could lose two out of three to open because they open with Purdue and then they have Auburn. They go at Auburn in week three. Are they hosting Purdue? No. Nope. They're at Purdue. Two of their first three games are tough. I think the other one's Ohio. So they might get a win there. Okay. But um, that's when we talk about they've been struggling as of late. The the pressure could heat up on Franklin, I think, if they go one and two, which is something you just wouldn't even think uh, a few years ago before last season. Uh, One thing they do have going for them, like we said, with their defense, uh, they might have the best 
secondary in the Big Ten right up there. Two of their starters have to be replaced, uh, but safety Jair Brown had six interceptions last season, and Joey Porter Jr. is a potential first-round pick at corner. Also, his dad, Joey Porter, one of my favorite players of all time. Did you did you grow up with Joey Porter? No, you I, no not oh, Joey Porter. Oh, man, Joey Porter was talkative <laughs> and a hard hitter, uh, mostly for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Nice. Um, so he's oh, got, that's uh, very fitting. He's got the Joey Porter. I mean, seriously, that guy – uh, was arrogant, and <laughs> that's what I like to see. But he also like tripped someone. I can't remember what he did. No, he like went on the field. He's like a he's like a Steelers assistant coach, I believe, and like got into a brouhaha with the Ravens players. <laughs> Two times first team kind of All down. Pro, Buck. There oh yeah, I'm not kidding. Joey Porter was a beast. And his son uh, is uh, is not doing too bad so far. I mean, he's potentially, uh, like I said, a first-round draft pick, probably top two-round draft pick at least uh, if he comes out this year. So they got a little bit of talent to work with, um, but that offense is is in need of a major overhaul. I'm surprised they didn't move off of uh, Mike Yurkich, their offensive coordinator, but they believe in the system. That Sean Clifford's there for probably his 17th year as a Penn State quarterback, it seems like. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I don't feel too great about this team. Um, I think there's a potential for, for Franklin, actually, to get on the hot seat. I, really? I just, yeah, I, I think things could start off poorly there. You know I'm a big Aiden O'Connell guy. I know you are. Um, I, just, I mean, those offensive numbers change on defense. He's had Manny Diaz forever. Or excuse me. He's had Brent Pry forever. Um, it's my boy. This, this, this just looks like a, a bad combination of things going up there for Penn State. There's still some belief. That's, that's mostly me speaking. Um, there's still a lot of like preseason belief in them, you know, borderline top 25 team. But uh, I don't know. I think it could go rough. I don't know what to expect, but I will say, Buck, I've gotten a little bit lost in uh, the shuffle of Joey Porter, who had 17 and a half sacks one season. Yeah. 2008 for the Dolphins. 17 and a half. For the and That's half right. For the he did play for the Dolphins. It was pretty good. He also played for your Cardinals. Yeah, he wasn't very good there. There you go. But no, Penn State, <laughs> uh, I think it's definitely going to be a little bit obvious that, because you got to think, Brett Pry was with James Franklin even the Vanderbilt days. Yeah. I mean, they've been together forever. Not anymore. Yeah. Name of Manny Diaz is just a bad coach. Manny Diaz is not a bad coach. Uh, that's where, uh, that's uh, why I uh, hold you off. So, on are you going to say the same about Willie Taggart? Three straight bowl appearances. <laughs> Willie Taggart's a bad coach, too. Willie Taggart has not off to a great start, no. I'm, I'm not saying Manny Diaz is a great coach. I'm saying he's a pretty darn good defensive coordinator over the I'd years. I'd say Brent Pry is better. Brent Pry hasn't had a, hasn't had a, a game yet. You just watch. <laughs> we'll right. see. No, Certainly Penn... at this point, if you're Virginia Tech, you would hire Brent Pry oh, over Manny Diaz. I, I will say, though, I think getting rid of James Franklin would be a bit premature. It would. I'm, yeah, just, I don't I'm not know saying that. getting rid of him. I'm saying hot seat talk. Like I said, 11 and 11. Their last two seasons, well, what's they the could expect- start off one and two there. What's the expectation of Penn State? They have pretty Eight high wins, nine wins? Yeah, a little higher than that. You think? Well, I mean, partially due to Franklin's own success. They won the Big Ten there under Franklin. They also won the Big Ten with, um, oh, gosh. Joe Paterno. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, uh, coach for the Texans. O'Brien? I don't think they won. Bill the O'Brien. Big- they didn't win the Big Ten. Are you Ten. sure? Yeah. They were they did well considering what he had to. Bill O'Brien is he still at Alabama? Uh, he is actually. Yeah. Wow, Office look at that. Good for Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Bring him back. I'm a big Bob guy. I want Bob to get another <laughs> head coaching job. Is that in right? In college football, yeah. Maybe not the NFL. That didn't work out so well. No, no, no. But he did really good at Penn State when he was the coach there. All right, we'll take a quick break here as we uh, are done previewing Penn State. We'll move on to uh, look back in time. It's time for box history lessons. We're going back to the bug eater days. Coming up next. <laughs> 